Hey, Peter. Yep. What note is this? Yeah. Oh, close. That was very close. Yeah. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice, inspiration, and ear training. Per Charles. <laughs> we, we do a lot of ear training around here at Open Studio. Uh, go to openstudiojazz.com for all of your jazz lesson needs, including some daily ear training and our, our ear training course that we have over there. But we have a speak pipe today from Steve all about this subject. Would Let's you? hear it. Hi, Adam and Peter. This is Steve. I live in Maryland. I have a three-part question about pitch and relative pitch and perfect pitch. So my first question is kind of a curiosity. Do you both have perfect pitch? And what percentage would you say or you think of musicians at your level have perfect pitch? Uh, Second part of my question is, I guess, Everybody kind of seems to agree that you can't acquire a perfect pitch, but that you can improve your sense of relative pitch. Uh, Has that been your experience as teachers? Uh, Have you found that students have really been able to improve their sense of relative pitch in your experience? Uh, And then the last part of my question is, when you're uh, performing, how much do you rely on your sense of pitch to guide you uh, and how much do you rely on theory? Like, uh, can you completely detach from theory and just uh, go with the, the sound that you hear in your head? Or do you kind of still lean on theory a lot uh, to a lesser or greater extent when you're uh, performing? Thanks a lot. Great stuff, Steve. Yeah, great question. So, Peter, you guessed right on the on the G. Do you have perfect pitch? Uh, no, I do not. And um, as you hear, I guess, but it was a little bit flat, which I it had... My understanding of this is is I would have known that and been like, that's a flat G or whatever it was. Right, right, right. So I uh, I definitely don't have perfect pitch, but I can I can kind of hear a lot of them yeah. a lot of the time, but I, I would not put myself above 75% on my guesses. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's so weird. I would say that when I hear a pitch and I go to the piano to get it, I'm right about 85% of the time. Yeah. Like I, I'm so close, but I think it's just experience more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that is really what relative pitch is all about. Like it's like, especially if I'm singing things, I know where kind of things hang in my voice and yes. I kind of know where it is relative right. to the, but like, as far as like, that's an out of tune G, I'd never be able to do that. Right. Right. And I think what it is too, is, is like, I, at least I think it's a similar thing for me singing it. Certainly at the piano. I just, I remember because I've heard them so many different times. I remember what certain pitches and, chords sound like what the keys are but even like if somebody plays something like and i can identify most of these chords a lot easier but i just sit down at the piano it's like i know what that shape is and if i go to my instinct of what i think it is i'm usually like either right on it or i'm like a, like if it's a b flat 13 sharp 11 but i'll hear it as like an e flat or something. you know like it'll be a closely related thing yeah. but i think that's that's definitely not perfect which that's more just relative and just just kind of memorizing the way things sound and then other instruments it's like i know what stuff sounds like almost better on other instruments yeah you know, like the bass with that because i know all the strings you know and i can play is, a little yeah. bit of it so yeah. it's like you know what it sounds like do you know what the biggest advantage for musicians that have perfect pitch is having a sugar daddy or sugar mommy no. Oh no! If you have perfect pitch, I thought if you made if you didn't have them. No, if you have perfect pitch, you know what the 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 biggest advantage in that is? No, you can hear pitches to, as they are. 
That's it. That's really the oh, only right. advantage. There's oh, really, those are rhetorical questions. There's, there's no <laughs> connection between having perfect pitch and being a good musician or no, anything like that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, although, yeah, well, the thing is, though, I mean, I think I, that I think we probably both certainly know a few, if not quite a few, really good musicians with perfect pitch, yeah, but it's not it's not a causation sort of situation. And it's not a requirement to be a great oh, musician. No, Some of the sure greatest not. musicians of all time did not have perfect pitch. No. Yeah. Well, and that takes us to uh, Steve's second question, I believe, which is what percentage um of musicians that we know have it and i i would just guess like i don't know 10 or 20 percent maybe it's probably what the general population is if they if we really tested so. everybody i would think know? so that's the thing because we have to realize there's a lot of really bad musicians or just no skill musicians not through any fault of their own they just weren't exposed that actually do have perfect pitch and then a bunch of them don't even know that they have it probably, yeah totally and if they haven't been in a musical situation it's probably lay people that have it they just don't even know what pitches are yeah because you know? they do think don't they think it's just something you're kind of born with i think so i don't yeah. really know the science behind it but yeah there doesn't seem to be any direct correlation between having perfect pitch and being like a monster musician and then the other thing is and i know this is going to get me in trouble a little bit what just people are going to disagree is that you know people's like saying you either have it or you don't i don't think that's true because even like we've said and i don't have it developed a lot but i if i estimated 75 percent and you estimate 85 percent a lot of that is learned if not all of it i know and, and then also so like my younger son has what i would consider perfect pitch like he's got that thing where it's like you play a chord and he can name the notes or if you play a note, but he's probably like 90 or 95% right. He's not 100%. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, I don't have perfect pitch. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, you can tell a pitch. He's like, yeah, but sometimes I can't get them. I'm like, yeah, occasionally you can't. So I think that there is a – I mean, and maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe you have to be 100%. But to me, that's like when you have that thing – like because he had that before he even like studied theory and the kind of things that help us yeah. kind of understand Context clues and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he kind of had that thing where it's just like he'll pretty much know better than me. He has a higher percentage than me. So – but some people, I guess, would be like, no, if you don't have it perfect all the time when you're born, yeah, yeah. How you like that voice? I developed that one. I do like that yeah. voice. But it does get to Steve's next question, which is, can you develop relative pitch? Can you work on it and get better at it? And I think the answer is provable. Yes, absolutely yes. you can. Yes. Uh, we have on Open Studio Pro, we have um, the uh, daily ear training. And I know that the people who have been doing that with me for the last six months or so have shown huge improvements. Yeah. Just five minutes every day of working on their pitch of, of like, you know, what is this interval? Interval, right. Inter interval what is this interval? And yeah. then down to like, you know, this is a C major. What are the next three chords? And yeah. being able to hear that uh, and, and develop things like context and develop things like, well, I know if, I know this sounds darker and just the rel and just like the, the, the daily touch of like, that's F minor. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You just, you guess you're wrong. You learn. Yeah. You guess again, you're right. You know, it just happens with everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, relative pitch, there's a couple of definitions for it. And, and so I don't want to get too much into like, is when you're improving your relative pitch, are you actually developing perfect pitch? I guess that's actually something different. But in terms of application and usability and importance, uh, especially if you're an improvising, you know, musician, um, that it's the, it's all about the ear training, Absolutely. and and the ear training will improve demonstrably 
you, you know, your relative pitch, and we'll get you closer to perfect pitch. I mean, the the, the problem with perfect pitch and using the term is it's an absolutionist kind of thing. So yeah. it's because it's saying it's perfect. So I guess if you're not a hundred percent right, the pitches aren't perfect. That's what's that's so, another thing. So crazy and it's it's a it's a little bit of an artificial construct in that we've shoved into the equal, equally tempered scale. Yeah, absolutely. You know, these twelve notes when, overtones are crazy. Not yeah. right. Yeah. You know the the thing about your training too is this that's not the goal is not perfect pitch with your no. training. The goal it's is a not perfect able, solo. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's not that. No, right. the goal is to develop these context clues to be able yeah. to understand what's happening in music, to be able to hear it and understand what's going on. And you actually don't even know to need really to need to know any pitches, at least in the system that I grew up with, which is like a Roman numeral system where you can talk about, you know, here's this is my X, right? Okay. Is is the tonic or whatever? Yeah. And what what so like if this is X. What is that? Yeah. Oh, that's a minor six, right? Like, yeah. like understanding those relationships, I think, are really important. So, yeah, and I mean, the other thing is, like, if I play this minor eleven chord, somebody with perfect pitch might be able to like A flat, G flat, B, B flat, G flat, B flat, and I could name all those. Yeah, that's not as important as as being able to identify that as a minor 11 maybe you don't know which one it is you have to find that but to be able to hear that yeah because the context that you're going to be hearing that is like you're playing a tune and you know what key it is because yeah. you're playing Absolutely. and the piano player plays that's a minor nine totally that's a minor 11 totally so be able to hear that and then to be able to have that effect upon what you're soloing and then to be able to hear that and be like okay that's, that's minor 11 down a minor third well and that's going to lead that's us, a relationship that's a relative pitch that's going to lead us into steve's next question mm. Hey, Peter. Yes. Did you know, speaking of ear training, this is so convenient today. This is almost too good, man. Man, we like just went into another room here. I love this. <laughs> so did you know that we have a course on Open Studio? Of course, I know. <laughs> called Five Minute Ear Training. Yes. Uh, it's actually one of the most popular courses we made this year. That's openstudiojazz.com slash five minute ear training. Well, it's, it was popular because they thought they would get your high level of ears in five minutes, which they will, but it's five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. For 500 days. For for 30 days. <laughs> oh, 30 days. Sorry. Yeah, it's a month of, it's basically an ear training boot camp. Five days yeah. a week, 30 days. You get uh, all of these sessions where we go over exactly kind of what we're talking about on this episode, like yep. intervals, cadences, triads, seventh chords. We really run the gamut. We try to mix it up. I try to confuse you. But at the end of the course, the idea is that you have a better understanding of not just pitches and intervals and relationships like that, but a little bit of music theory, which is what some of your training is. So good. Batter, batter, batter. Are you up for the pitch? Get to it. That's five-minute ear training available at openstudiojazz.com slash five-minute ear training. Good. That was nice. I like that. It was so close. It was so close. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, all right, so the third part of the question here from our listeners, Steve, and we will encourage our dear listeners, dear listeners, listen up. Um, leave us a speak pipe like, like, like your brother Steve from Maryland. Yeah, totally. I was in Maryland this morning. No, you weren't. Yes, I absolutely was. I was briefly in BWI Airport. Oh, my God. And um, speaking of Maryland, there was they have crab cakes and crabs available in the airport. Well, that makes sense. It's Bal Baltimore. We got some ribs in our airport. Do you, do you know how to, you know how they say Baltimore in in Maryland? Baltimore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite all-time accents. Baltimore. Oh, it's so good. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay. So the last part of Steve's question. Steve, right? Yeah, Steve from, from from Baltimore. Well, we don't know that. Which is Maryland. Um, it, okay, about talking about perfect pitch um, and, and relative pitch was his last part was when we're performing, do we rely on? 
pitch or theory primarily yeah and if i'm understanding this correctly i think it means like are we listening from other players for specific pitches or are we listening for specific like i mean i'm definitely not listening to the theory but maybe like specific types of chords and maybe progressions and movements being able to identify those i think that's the spirit of it yeah and i think the 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 honest truth here steve is that we are relying on years of training both in theory and in ear training so oh, that we that's cocky af no I like no, it. no 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 <laughs> but this is what you work in the practice room for yes so that when you get on the gig you are just communicating you know such that we in elementary school studied grammar and sentence structure and we can just now sit here and have a conversation and i haven't thought about grammar once you know why obviously because we're moving on up sorry steve to the east side we've lost peter we finally got apartment in the sky is that how that goes we're moving on up moving on up to a deluxe part that's the jefferson's name we all know <laughs> oh well then it's correct then <laughs> jeez man <laughs> so, um but so i digress where the hell did that come from <laughs> well you were saying like you know once you're seasoned professional no like, that's <laughs> not what i meant i meant just like so steve so like when it's on the gig we're not thinking about either theory or pitches that right. much we're just using the skills that we've used like yeah like ear training and, and understanding the nuts and bolts of music to just communicate with the people that we're playing with uh, in real time. So I do use ear training. I do use being able to recognize pitches and things like that in the context of like, oh, this tenor saxophone player I'm playing with just played, you know, the sharp 11 yeah. on this dominant chord. I can recognize that pretty easily. And then. But are you recognizing it as like the sharp 11 or. It's a color. It's a tone. It's a tone. But it's it's probably, I don't know. For me, it's more in relation to like where we are in the harmony right like, is the way like if it's something like whoa what did he play i'm thinking more like okay i'm, I'm playing like a pedal and then it's like I'm, yeah. I'm like whoa sharp 11 so let me do do i'm not even necessarily thinking sharp 11 I'm, yeah yeah but i'm not thinking oh that's a d you know what it is in my mind it's like oh there's that thing yeah with everything right. there's that's that right. thing i know but that it's thing. not necessarily like oh he's a d and we're in a flat so let me reverse engineer what what that you know that's that's too much to be thinking about but it takes some experience to like yeah. be able to hear that stuff and then and then be like oh there's that thing and then go to that thing and you know what depending upon your instrument this is the kind of training like we're, we're lucky as pianists but if you play another instrument you can practice this on piano and start to learn it but different instruments kind of require a different kind of hearing i think for this for piano it can be very very useful to be able to hear what's happening on top so if that's the highest part of the voicing yeah. or if that's a trumpet playing or a singer, like whatever is the highest thing happening, because then we can affect that. So if the, so if the trumpet goes up to there, we can be like, like we can think about all the different possibilities. Absolutely. You know, or uh, underneath that all the way to the bottom. Same with the bass. The bass knows from the bottom up if they can hear what's. They have to hear everything above that. Absolutely. Because they can't play a chord, but they can affect all the harmony by just moving one note in a way that nobody else can. Yeah, tritone so sub kinda, is a great idea until it's not. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, their hearing has to be tailor-made. You know, so it's very important to have great ear training and to be able to, you know, from the pitch or theory, I would say more theory, but more just chordal ear training and kind of knowing what's happening. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Steve. Like Peter said, if you'd like to leave us a speak pipe, just go to you'llhearit.com. Leave us your voice message. We've already got some more questions on deck, Peter. Peter, pe people are... Oh, this again. No, this is background, background. Oh, Noodling in the background. No, people are... are leave we have voicemails left unanswered so far. Really? So we'll get to those next week, yeah. Here we go. 
Not sure. The deluxe apartment in the sky. They really are getting their money's worth this time. <laughs> thank you, everybody. I don't know if I should thank them or apologize. <laughs> well, until tomorrow. <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs>